I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from That Film Studio, and this is our latest review, Roleplay. Directed by Thomas Vincent, Roleplay is the action comedy film starring Kaylee Cuoco and David Aiello. The movie is out now on Amazon Prime Video, but if you haven't watched Roleplay yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. So, Luke, what is role play about? Emma, played by Kaylee Cuoco, and Dave, played by David Aiello, have the seemingly perfect life. Two kids, suburban house, good jobs, but after seven years of marriage, they find themselves in a bit of a rut. For their wedding anniversary this year, they are looking to spice things up with a little role play. But what Dave doesn't know is that Emma has been playing a role since he met her, leading a secret life that Dave knows nothing about. Emma's past as an international assassin for hire comes roaring back into her new life as she is forced to take action to protect the family she loves. Once again, I feel like we're here with this movie that has a pretty good premise, like almost like one half of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like married couple. In this case, one of them has, I guess, another job, (laughs) A, a, a mysterious past. She's killed people. She's got skills. Um, past coming back to bite her in the ass, as you, as you just sort of, sort of said. Cool little setup, and much like a, a movie that we've reviewed recently, um, I found myself enjoying the beginning of this movie, and actually for the most part, I was like, oh, I'm into this. The dynamics of the characters with just a really underwhelming third act. What's happening with these movies, man? What is going on? I think you might be be referring to our recent review of Lyft. Sounds like that's a movie you may be referring to. Can I I disclose something, right? I've watched this movie. Of course I have, so we can review it. Imagine if you had it. Very awkward for us. That's me done. But I had (laughs) every intent of watching this movie. I'd seen the poster. I'd not watched the trailer. I'd not read the plot, a synopsis, nothing. I just knew the cast. That was it. The cast and the poster. So I just assumed going in that both of them you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith vibes. I thought they were a bored married couple and the two of them, it would going to be mistaken identity. I didn't realize that she was actually going to be like, an assassin. Uh, what was that Steve Carell movie? Date Night, I think. Was that Steve Carell? Date Night, yeah, with Tina Fey. Yeah. So I think yeah. I enjoyed this movie more because I didn't know what it was. So when it's revealed that she's got this past, I'm like, yes, oh, yeah. right. So it, I think I benefited from not actually knowing what this movie was going to be. But having said that, that's how I went into this movie as well. Didn't re- I mean, I'd, I'd read the synopsis, but that wasn't really giving that away, or at least I forgot about it anyway when I went into it. 
and I was thinking, I was like, what's what's sort of happening? And uh, the idea of, like you said, like they kind of get caught up in something mysterious. Like you get introduced to like uh, you know the the Bill the Bill Knight character, and you're just like, what's his deal? Like, is he gonna somehow orchestrate this thing where they get enveloped? So I'm sitting there watching, this, not really knowing where the hell this is going either, and that's kind of captivating and that's enjoyable. You've just referred just to everything. The best part of the movie. <laughs> Bill Nighy as Bob. It's not a big part of the movie. Yeah. And look, maybe he's the big factor of why the first chunk of this film is he's great. Enjoyable. He's really good. But it's not just Bill Nighy who's good in that scene. It's Kaylee Kuoko. She's really good in that scene. Like I really do like her. Like the go-to for her for most people, the Big Bang Theory. She worked before that. She was in that TV show, that Disney show, Eight Simple Rules. Her dad was, I'm going to say, is it Jason Ritter? No, that's his son. Paul Ritter. Oh, oh. yes. Yep. 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 That show was great. That was a really good show. And then years later, she did The Big Bang Theory. But since then, I mean, she's voicing Harley Quinn on the, you know, in the animated series. She's really good in that live action. The flight attendant, I really enjoyed that. So she's showing that she's got a bit of range. I think she's great. She's got really good comedy timing, but she can do the drama as well. And I'm hoping she's going to get to do more of it. I don't think this film is the best showcase for what she's capable of. There's glimpses of what what she could do in other projects, but I do think she was good. But the the back and forth between her and Bill Nighy as Bob, and just how she's just frustrated with the whole thing, and just dismissive in the way she would say Bob. But this moment Bob. passes though. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man. She's fantastic. She really is. Fantastic. This movie, I think, is good. She is fantastic. But the third act, though, that's like a different thing altogether. Have you seen the TV show Killing Eve with Jodie Comer? I haven't. It's one of those that ended up on my list, went to the back burner, and I'm kicking myself for not getting on that soon enough. Uh... Killing Eve is fantastic. More so, and it's worth watching the whole thing, the first season. The first season is phenomenal. The reason why I'm bringing up Killing Eve, the third act of this movie, it's like watching Killing Eve, just not as good. Right. Right. Not just the characters, the music, the score they're using. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a ripoff of Killing Eve. It is not a coincidence. It can't be. It becomes Killing Eve. And I'm like, oh, this is not the the direction. It's like this kind of... Like Like a a choir. Yeah, yes. But then when it gets to the third act, though, like it's a choir and it's all la, 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 la. Honestly, watch Killing Eve, come back to the end of this movie, (laughs) and you're like, it's just like Killing Eve. Well, hopefully I don't watch Killing Eve and go, oh, it's just like that movie roleplay. <laughs> but when they did that, though, it's like it's so heavy-handed. It's what they want audiences to 
think of. They ah, they're trying to trick the audiences into watching, thinking they're watching something else. Like, oh, this I mean, I, reminds I, me of I, that I thing that I, I like. I did think I was watching something else, something of lesser quality. Like everything in the first half of the movie. Again, you got the like, like you said, the the dynamic between you know Emma and and Bob, like the the. It's just the awkwardness, the, the the rage between the two of them, you know, like, well, more so Emma towards Bob. But then also, like, the marriage dynamic between Emma and Dave, then the betrayal and the trying to deal with that and learning the information about Emma and do I believe it or not? Like, there's interesting stuff there. Um, David Oyelo is doing, is doing some interesting stuff with, like, sort of not overreacting and going crazy with it, but then when it comes to facing the truth, it's like how he handles it. It's like he's obviously struggling, but he's being quite level-headed. It's like, okay, cool. This is a, it's a cool little approach they're doing. They're not just going nuts with it. And then when they reunite, it's like, okay, or, well, you know, on their phones and they meet. It's like, cool, 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 cool. We're, we're doing stuff here. Then suddenly the kids are back involved in, in, the, in the movie. Then, you know, they're running around in the woods. There's that weird bunker thing it's and then there's the the whole it's a different film it it plays a scene where you think she kills him and then they just replay the scene but then it's like oh no we actually cut a bit i was like well that wasn't a then misdirection that's literally showing us something different she really shot him but she shot him it wouldn't be well she really shot him but so it wouldn't be fatal but then Connie Nielsen is coming in and out of this movie as Gwen. You just on Dave though, what I will say, David Aiello, he's he's good. You know, him and Kaylee Cuoco, they've got a yeah. got a chemistry. And there's a when, goofiness, there's, there's quirks and it yeah, works. It's, it's, yeah, like you buy yeah. it. You do buy them in it's not fantastic. It's not yeah, it's but not it's incredible, man. But it's like, yeah, look, it's it fine. It's, it's, I, I see what they're doing. It, it does work. Yeah. When when Gwen is making out to be somebody that isn't associated with this, is it the syndicate? What do they call it? The the organization, Sovereign. We find out that Gwen is the Sovereign. She's running that. But when she's pretending to be, uh, what was it? Oh, she's like, not FBI, but she's pretending to be, some, be from some government department. And Dave is told who Emma really is. And the way that David Aiello just re- reacts to that and just bursts out laughing, because <laughs> yeah. you, I bought that because the whole thing's preposterous. Like, what are you even that talking about? That's my wife. Like, you know, I really did like his his reaction to it. It was very, very fitting. But yeah, this movie it starts as one thing. I went in, you know, hey, this is good, like Mister and Missus Smith. It's another thing. But then, okay, so this is the movie that it is. You've got Emma, she's on the run. She's got her handler, Raj. Obviously a different Raj to Kutha Polly from Big Bang Theory. It's a different character <laughs> named Raj, who is a handler, and he's that helping her, and then he gets shot. But that whole chase, that's a different thing. And then they go all killing Eve with that third act. And she'd been trained. But it's just, it's young her plan. Like, it's... Just the whole execution of basically it becomes a cat and mouse thing, you know. Gwen, well, the setup's gone, you know, yeah, yeah. It's... Like the setup, like she's got this secret and she generally loves Dave, 
and they've got a family together. You know, he's got a son from a previous relationship. They've had a daughter together. So he's like, that's that's interesting. Ah, oh, yeah. They it never, really does. It goes off the rails. They never actually resolve that, like, as well. They reunite, and obviously they address it, you know, there's some questions and they need to have a bloody big conversation. But then when all the, you know, all the running around and the shooting's done and all that kind of stuff, it's like the movie just ends with it's like, we're cool. Let's drive off into the sunset. Like it, it's like, wow, they, they never really resolved or went into how this changes everything about their lives, their dynamic, their marriage, you know, like, implications of the kid they, they don't go into any of that it's just the movie doesn't take its the movie doesn't want to go into that and address it it's just like it's the premise and it doesn't deliver on any of it it's it's very bizarre where it just yeah it it's like a completely different movie where any threads of setup there's no payoff it's a there's just a bland boring you know, cat and mouse chase towards the end where it's like, look, your kids are kind of hostage, but they don't even know they're hostages and come and get me so I can get you and running around in the woods, that bloody scene where they switch it up. And now we're going to show you a little bit of stuff that we cut out on the first run of the ad. It's like, what? I actually thought, I was like, wow, this is ballsy. They killed that guy. She killed him. That's crazy. And then it's a fake out. I'm like, no, Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does look as though she really has, but she's that skilled a marksman Mm. that she was able to miss anything of importance. Like, so it's not. And that's fine. It's not life threatening. It's 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 not so much that that's the issue. It's the fact that the movie plays, and then it plays the scene again, but then it adds back in what it omitted the first time, and it was like, well, that wasn't a creative like bait and switch like that was just literally you just admitted information which we needed to follow that scene like it it wasn't like we were watching the scene but then we were seeing it from someone else's point of view and they couldn't hear what they were saying or something then we sure the gut it was not like we were there with them they were talking and then suddenly it just cuts to her shooting him i don't know that annoyed me because it was like that's just manipulative it wasn't creative it wasn't like like, oh, it was really clever how they pulled that. It was like, no, they just literally de- showed us something and then showed us it again with different information that changed the scenario of what we had watched and therefore how we interpret it. I was like, no, that's that's crap. Like, I'm like, no, nah, that's really put a sore point, <laughs> clearly, yeah, on no, the, uh, with this movie. Just, just, I get it, but I did think at first off that she had actually killed him. I believe it as well. Yes, yeah, so, but it wasn't earned. It wasn't an earned moment yeah. of surprise and like, holy shit, like what's going on? It was a manipulative thing and it wasn't done in a creative way because they just showed him, they showed her killing him. And then I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what? It's almost as bad as like she just wakes up and it's a dream. Like, that's how, that's how bad it was. But even that would have been more creative somehow. Uh, yeah, but for I'll me, that even that <laughs> but before they even get to that compound, I think it, it was a much better movie. Yeah, before, before we get to the third act, 
And then it's that, it's that thing we've seen it so many times in film and TV when you've got the big bad, you've got Gwen, and Emma is killing everybody. <laughs> and then, like cannon fodder, Gwen is sending out her minions and she says, I want her alive. And then one by one, they're all getting killed. <laughs> ah, and then ultimately, Gwen's killed. It's just. I don't know. Can you all go and attack her one at a time, please, but bring her back alive? <laughs> Individually, they're all getting killed. I don't know. Like, something like this, like, it could have just been executed. There could have been some real... And I know there's obviously a comedic, like, there's a comedic angle to this movie as well as, you know, like the action drama stuff that they got going on. But, like, there could have been some really intense, like, crazy moments, you know, especially, like you know, think of the scene where you know, Dave receives the phone call from Emma and, you know, it's like their first interaction since him finding out. And, like, that just seems really simplistic. It's like, hey, like, what's going on? You're not my wife. And it's like, it does get to a certain level where it's like, oh, this is getting heated. But then it's, she's just like, yeah, what's she saying? Like, oh, just don't come find me, whatever. And then next minute, he's he's on a plane. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's going to go find it. It's like... I don't know, it could have been something crazy where, like, he's on the phone with her and then, you know, like, the obviously the, the guys that are trying to find her, you know, they intercept that phone call, they take him down or something. I don't know. They do something. It could have been just more interesting. It just wasn't. It was phone call, have a conversation. What's going on? Oh, are you there? No, uh, I, I'm not in Germany. Please don't don't come here. Oh, I'm coming here. End of phone call on a plane. Oh, okay. It's just... I don't know. It's just stuff like that. I think that was the turning point. Like once he was back home and then got that phone call, suddenly the the movie just went really bland, very generic. All the fun just stopped. All the interesting elements just fell flat. It's half a good movie, which is weird. Yeah, no, it just, you know, and, and other movies are guilty of it as well. It just doesn't stick the landing. Oh, I should have said that when we reviewed Lyft. <laughs> like, I think I made enough uh, plane puns with that one, but uh, uh, look, is there, you, you did, is yeah, it, I, did, I did enough. But is there anything else that you would like to say about role play? <sighs> um, Positive, negative, either way. Now's your chance. <laughs> Get it off your chest. This is David. David Ayello. We have reviewed a movie that he's been in previously because i'm thinking i know the name i know the face but i couldn't bring to mind that wells has done i'm thinking has he done something that we've reviewed and he has three years ago and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago the movie chaos walking oh wow it was in that played a bloke named aaron I can't remember who Aaron was in that movie, but we reviewed <laughs> reviewed that because, you know, so many actors come and go and we, you know, review a lot of things that they're in, but I couldn't bring anything to mind for him. The TV series The Lion Guard, you know, within the world of The Lion King, he voiced, mm, yeah. he voiced Scar for 17 episodes. Um, I think that answers your question. No, I've got nothing else to add <laughs> regarding this movie. Well, look, <laughs> you gave it a good crack. Um... Yeah, I, like the, in, I like the part. I like the part. Was in the Cloverfield paradox. Oh, was he? 
Oh, that that yeah. oh, that rings a bell. I like parts of this movie. The opening, the dynamic husband and wife, the cast works really well. Bill Nighy as Bob is fantastic, but ultimately dies or he's murdered, poisoned. And after that, you get that chase scene with Raj. But then as soon as she gets that compound, third act, it's boring. It's a ripoff of Killing Eve. They've even got the bloody music. It's just... It, yeah, it falls flat at the end. So if you were to put a number on it... Two. It's <laughs> the number I would, I would put on it. It's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like again, I purposely, when I know I'm going to watch something, I won't even bother with the trailer unless I'm at the movies and the trailer's playing before something I'm going to watch. Um, this is a streaming movie, so I don't have to worry about that. I'd seen the poster and that was it. So I was going in dark and so I'd started watching the movie, just, you know, experiencing as it happened. Oh, it's actually, oh, this is pretty, pretty good. And then lost its way. It's. Ah, it's just another streaming movie, you know? Um, <laughs> Put yeah, that on the poster. It's just another streaming movie. There's good elements. Like, there is good elements. Like, again, Kaylee Cuoco really enjoyed her in The Flight Attendant, and she's done other good works, and it just... She's better than this. He's better than this. David Aiello and you know Bill Nahi, he's had a long, long career. It just... It's just another streaming movie. I'm going to give it two out of five. <laughs> yeah, um, I I actually had it in my head. I was going to land exactly where you are here with two as well. Um, and literally those two those two points are for the first half of the movie. Like it's everything that it's doing well there. Again, not incredible or anything, but it's enjoyable. It 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 sets up the premise and it's got something interesting to sort of explore the dynamics between the characters and, and all of that. But then it just, it just doesn't do anything with it. It just falls really flat. I feel like there's, they don't deliver on, on it. It just, it doesn't go anywhere of interest, <laughs> I guess. Like, like, you know, it wraps up. But there's really no real resolution. It's just okay. That one person that was trying to take it down is now out of the picture. Cool. What's that? Is this the? I don't know. If if this was like the pilot episode for a TV series, and then it's like now it's a show about this family on the run. But I don't know. Maybe there's there's something here where it's like okay, what happens next? But I think as a one and done, it's it's not satisfying. So I'm, I'm there with you. Two out of five is the best I can do. But if it was a TV series, though, the finale is what the end of the movie is. And you'd be like, do you know what? I was <laughs> enjoying it, but <laughs> I got to the end of the season <laughs> and it was a disappointment. Everything ah, else... season finale. Terrible. <laughs> Just off. There we go. All right, well, that's it for our review of Role Play. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Justice League, Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 and Lift. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. Where are the guys from that film, Stu? See you soon.